Welcome to the Overflow Podcast, formerly the Christ YouTube Podcast. My name is Ian Warner. I'm the community pastor here at Cottage Grove Church. Excited to uh, just dig in to God's word. And um, I want to talk today about how it takes a village to raise a child. And so in at Cottage Grove, we've been going through the book of Exodus. And um, I last preached on the Ten Commandments, uh, which is Exodus 20. But I preached on it in a way that is not uh, the same of how most people expect to hear the Ten Commandments. Uh, the Ten Commandments tends to have a very vertical um, aspect to it, where it's me to God, and that's what matters. And that, that is true. When we sin, it puts us outside of God's will and his standard, and that's what Jesus died for. So there is truth to that. But we tend to not look at the Ten Commandments as if it's talking to God's people, but just talking to us individually. But it's talking to God's people. It's not just it, like... It, here, God didn't just dress, address Moses and Aaron. He addressed God's people. And we see clearly communal aspects to it. Like in, in uh, you shall not make yourself a carved image or in likeness of anything that is in the heaven above. And it goes on. But then it goes on to say in verse five, you shall not bow down to them or serve them for I am the Lord, your God, am a jealous God, visiting the inequity of the fathers of the children to the fourth and to the third and fourth generation of those who hate me but show steadfast love to the thousands of those who love me and keep my commandments. Then when it's talking about remembering the Sabbath, it says, um, on it, you shall not do any work. You or your son or your daughter, or your male servant or your female servant or your livestock or the sojourner within your gates. Um, and then it says, honor your mother and father that your days may be long in the land that the Lord your God has given you. So it's not, all these things are not pointing to just one person. It's pointing to what's going to happen for God's people. It's pointing to the communal aspect of the Bible that, we tend to overlook a lot. Now, why does this matter? And what does it have to do with it, take, it taking a village to raise a child? So one thing I've learned having connection group at my house is the best part, the most unexpected benefit I've had is having my kids get used to being around other people who can disciple them and teach them in ways that I can't, that, I, that my wife and I are not equipped to. There, I have people in our connection group that love music, that sing with them and teach them how to play instruments and do different things that I don't have those skills. And we've gotten so far away from this. And this is one of the things we see in communities that are suffering is if you think about the family structure, if you know, you, what we typically used to have of a mom and a dad being in the household. Now, you know, single parent households are, have, have gone up dramatically in the last 50 years. And in that you, that means you have less people, able to disciple and raise those children. Less people have time with those kids. So kids go to school, they come home, they're home alone, their parents are out, their mom or dad is at work, and that's that. They don't have that, that, that discipleship. But the way it was before is the community, people knew their neighbors, they knew who was around. So people would come alongside and raise and help to disciple those children into followers of Christ. But we don't do that no more. We're so individualistic that it's like, nope, you do your thing over there. I'm going to do my thing over here. And we, we all suffer as a result of it, right? When we see crime in a community, it's very easy to just go, well, that's those people. But it's like, no, that crime affects us all. And that's what the Ten Commandments is, is, is driving home. The reason why you should not murder is because within God's people, if they're killing each other, that's not helpful. Stealing, all these things, lying, it's not creating a community that is a kingdom culture that God wants for his people. But when it specifically comes for the, the children, starting with how do we raise up the next generation to know, love, and follow Christ, we have to 
take a village mindset. We have to understand the corporate aspect of what it means to be the people of God. Because when you're the people of God, that means that, yes, you care about your children, but you also care about other people's children. Now, my kids, personally, I have four kids. They're my responsibility more than they're going to be anybody else's responsibility. But as the people of God, as people who we do family, like baby dedications where we dedicate our kids to the people of God, that is saying, hey, it takes a village, y'all. It takes you watching out for my kid. It takes you seeing, hey, my kid is in sin. My kid is not going in the right direction and actually helping those parents to get their kids back on track. And it takes parents who are not offended easily, right? We live in the spirit of offense now. Everybody's offended about something. It takes you saying, hey, let me see what this person's saying and actually recognize maybe my kid is a little out of line here. But we get offended because we think it represents us. And we go, well, if my kid's in sin, that's making me, yes, your kid is a sinner. We know this. <laughs> it's like the, you know, the, the, the Bible's clear that we start off as sinners. Our hearts, because of the sin of Adam, our hearts is, are not right. We need new hearts. We need the Holy Spirit to come in, clean things up and make them new. So if you have a child who does not know Christ yet, maybe they're learning about Christ, but they, don't, they haven't actually truly given their life and made that decision they have no Holy Spirit cleaning their heart, meaning they're in trouble, right? So we can expect there to be sin and we cannot expect to be able to do it all on our own. We want to be able to do, but we have to humble ourselves and recognize that God has given us a helper in the Holy Spirit. He's given us friends. He's given us people in our community groups. He's given us a church body. He's put so many people, so many uh uh, people with different life experiences, talents, gifts around us to be able to help us so that we can raise our kids to know, love, and follow Jesus. Now, you might be saying, what in the world, Ian, does this have to do with community engagement? Here's what it has to do. Here's how this relates. When you see people in any community that are struggling, you're seeing high violence, you're, you, can better, you can bet your bottom dollar that there are family breakdowns where people do not have the support in their home that they need. How do you help to support people in those situations? You have to build those relationships because people don't let people in on things that they really care about unless they know you. People obviously really care about their kids and they care about their homes. You're not going to be able to get into their home to see what's really going on with their kids until they know you. But if you're willing to sacrifice your comfort, if you're willing to sacrifice the things that you want and what you desire for your life in order to enter into somebody else's life, then guess what's going to happen? They're going to start to let you in and be like, man, you know what? My kid needs somewhere to go after school. You can be like, hey, well, you know what? My kids do this after school program. You should bring them along. I'll pick them up and we can go over there. Everything starts to change when we actually know our neighbors. When we know our neighbors well enough to get into their house. When we know our neighbors well enough that they will let us in on the real problems in their life. The real problems. Not the, not the, the, you know, the glossy ones on top that are just like, oh, yeah, I'm struggling with this. No, the real deep problems that are going on. When people let you in on that, everything begins to change and you can actually help and you can be helped by them too. Don't forget that part. It's not just you helping other people. It's you also recognizing, no, 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 your own kids, my own kids will not benefit from just being raised by my wife and I. They won't. They need my grandparents. They need the, the, their grandparents on, on my wife's side. They need you know, uncles and cousins and all these people, but they also need the church body. They need other pastors. They need teachers. They need tons of people to help them to grow into who Christ made them to be. It takes a village. It takes all of God's people coming together. 
we've gotten away from this and we have to get back to a cottage grove. We have to get back to being a people that recognizes how much we really need one another. We weren't made to do this on our own. We need other people.